hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. back to the greater than podcast my name's elijah merle and yeah they're le- they're still letting me record man i tell you what man they haven't taken away the mic yet oh my goodness i don't know who they is but anyway you know you'd have to you'd have to i mean the lord called us to do it you'd have to claw it off my dead body man and i mean that uh sincerely uh man i'm I, man i got dark it's just 22 seconds in and i got pretty dark man i tell you what i can hear karen wheaton in the background it's gonna be worth it anyway the ramp. Okay, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just all over the place, man. Let me let me center back in and, and continue welcoming you back to GTP. God's so good and gracious to us. And I want to thank you, the listener, for taking out time to be a part of what the Lord's doing here. There's many great things that you could be doing with your time right now, and, uh, and but you've in, included uh, GTP in your day. And I just want to say thank you for that. I mean that sincerely. You can always reach out. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook at I am Elijah Merle. Uh, you can also email the ministry at info at MerleMinistries.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, love to hear what God's doing in your life, what good things he's showing you in the podcast, because a little secret. Uh, let me let you in on a little secret. If you got something good in this podcast, that was him. That won't me. So I'd love to hear the good things that God uh, has shown you through this podcast, man. He's so good to us today. Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, well. Today, um, we're, we're talking about uh, old and new wineskins, but I, I'm, I'm going to do it in a, in a way that, uh, an angle that probably hasn't been done before. I'm going to combine a couple of things, a couple of podcasts in the past. Uh, I'm going to combine here with, with a few things, and we're going to put it all in this uh, proverbial pot. We're going to stir it up. We're going to put some sugar, uh, spice, and everything nice. That was the ingredients for the, anyway, we're going to have a good time. Uh, so I'm so excited about it. God's so good. All right, let's dig on in, man. Uh, well, Father God, we just want to acknowledge you and we ask you to direct our path, God, our words and what we would say that we'd glorify you in all things always in Jesus name. Amen. Ah, man, I, 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 <laughs> that's uh, just to let you in on behind the scenes stuff. That's the prayer that I pray before I press record, if that makes sense. Sometimes I, I pray a prayer during recording, but that's the prayer that I always pray over myself before recording. It's a variation of some things that I learned um, just listening to my spiritual father on what he would do before he spoke. But anyway, that's just a little side note. That's free. Won't charge you. Uh, but it, but I tell you what, I might have to start charging you some of these good things that comes out here, man. The Lord's so good to us. All right. Acts 13. And verse 39, uh, my podcast is different. You know, I, it's word-based. I just like scriptures. I like preaching. I like teaching. I believe that the word of God is the uh, final authority on any matter, on any subject. And I love that we've talked about different things on the podcast. But one thing that has never changed is is it everything being rooted in scripture uh, to the best of our knowledge. Light is progressive. You don't see it all. You don't know it all. I'll come back and do a podcast later about this, these same subjects with new light, new revelation. I might even have to correct some things that I say because newsflash, you don't know everything. 
You don't see everything. You have to walk in the light that you have. Acts 13 and verse 39. And by him, talking about Jesus, everyone who believes is justified. Justified. I, I like what old, one, old, one, one old, let me start. Wow. I like what one old preacher said back in the day. Justified. It is just if I'd never sinned. That's a good way of putting justify. That's just a good, I mean, that's been around a long time, people saying that. But I just think it's, I just think it's cool. I like it. But, every, but by him, everyone who believes is justified, watch this, from all things from which they, you could not be justified by the law of Moses. You couldn't be justified that way. You, you, can, you could endeavor to do that. God won't take away your free will. I won't take away your free will. You can endeavor to live by the law. And one day your conscience will take the witness stand Romans reveals to us. And it'll either accuse or excuse you on that day uh, when God judges the earth according to the gospel that he gave unto Paul. But I tell you what, man, you can come in through this new and living way. And that's what we're going to talk about. You, you, you can try, but see, you, you, you be trying really hard, man. Who was that that said you don't have to try so hard? Who was that? Is that a man or a woman? I, I can hear the song in my head, but I, I can't dis distinguish if that's a male voice or a female voice. You don't have to try so hard. You don't have to give it all away. Anyway, all right, here we go. Let's get back in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, let's see here. He says that everyone who believes in Jesus is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. You know, one thing, I'm going to pause right here. One thing that I really appreciate, I did a conference and somebody came up to me and, and said to me, uh, I did a conference in, in Hollister. I've got a conference coming up in, that, uh, in Atlanta in April that I'm really excited about. God's going to meet us. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but somebody came up to me after I had spoken at, a, at one of my conferences in, in Hollister at my good friend, Pastor Micah and Becky Herbert's church. And Micah has been on the podcast a couple of times and uh, but they came up to me, man, I, I'm sorry. I had to, t so I'm wearing headphones. I'm being silly now. I'm just going to let you know right up front before I continue. I'm going to be silly right now. So I'm wearing headphones, right? So I can hear my voice, man. That's a smooth voice, man. Golly. I like that voice. Anyway, I was, um, I had been ministering. It just sounded real good. It was, it was a good, it was, the, the tone was right. I wasn't too loud. Wasn't, it was just right, man. Ooh, who's that? Goldilocks. Oh man. It was, it was just right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so they came up to me and they said, um, man, I tell you from this message, it just, it makes me want to get into the word more. And that's what I, that's what it's all about. That's the goal. That's the goal of the podcast. That's the goal of Elijah Merle's life is to, for people to get to a place where they want to get into the word for themselves. I don't want it to be to a place where people want to sit down and listen to me and be entertained. Oh, he's such a great uh, speaker. He knows how to, you know, move with emotions and things of that nature. No, I don't want to hear that, that kind of compliment. The, the compliment that I want to hear from people when they is when I'm done is that they say, man, I got to get into that book for myself, man. That's it, man. That's what makes my heart leap. That's what makes my spirit man rejoice is the fact that people are people are rejoicing at his word like one who has found the great spoil because the word of God is the greatest spoil. It's the greatest treasure in all the earth. The word of God. 
It's a sure foundation. And so I'm so blessed when I hear that. And people who listen to the podcast, that's been their uh, takeaway as well, too. So whether you're hearing me speak in person or you're hearing and listening on the podcast, whether you're in the United States or any other of the 60 countries that have listened to the podcast, you're getting a hunger for the word of God when you click on GTP. That's what you're getting. Wanting to get into the word of God for yourself and realize that the word of God is living. It's active. It's alive. I tell you, I don't know how I got in all that, but I like it nonetheless. If you're going to have a rabbit trail, that's a pretty good one. Jesus said, well, John said about Jesus in John chapter one in verse 14, he said that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the father. What's he full of now? He is full of of grace and truth. Man, I tell you what, I've met people that are full of something else. Uh, let's just say it wasn't grace and truth. Let's just say that. We'll leave it at that. But Jesus is full of grace and truth. Notice he's not just full of grace. He's not just full of truth. It's grace and truth. Truth has to do with though reality. Ah, oh, God. I can't, if I stay here, guys, I'm going to go on a whole spiel. We're going to go on another side journey, and we're going to be here longer in the podcast than what we need to be. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Truth means reality. When Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth was, he, what he's saying is, you'll know the reality. And that reality, the, re, the reality, will make you free. That's another, that's another podcast. Woo. I got goosebumps. He's full of grace and truth. The law came by Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus. Second Corinthians 3, 6 says this. He is made as sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no great little, there is no ability that God, he didn't say he made us sufficient to preach the old covenant, to be ministers of the old covenant. Let me say it like that, to be ministers of the old covenant. The ability, the grace is manifest to be ministers of the new covenant. So if you're, in, if you're endeavoring to do old covenant and preach old covenant without a revelation of what Jesus has done for us, what God did in Jesus, reconciling the world to himself for everyone who will believe it, receive it. It's a free gift. You got to receive gifts. You got to receive it. You got to take it. If you don't have that, then you don't receive it. <laughs> it's just that simple. But if you're preaching old covenant, if you're preaching the do's and don'ts instead of preaching who we who you who people are in Christ, because if we can get you to realize who you are, it'll change what you do. We see that with Paul. They were committing fornication. They were doing things and that shouldn't be named among the church in, Cor- in Corinth. I'm telling you, what, listen, and they had the gifts of the spirit manifested to a degree where Paul has to give them guidelines. And they were over there, they over there wilding out, man. Just read Corinthians. They get drunk at communion. All this stuff going on, man. And the gifts of the Spirit be popping over there, man. <laughs> to a degree where he has to let them know, hey, listen, that's the same, it's the same Lord, it's the same Spirit. It's not different gods manifest. No, same Lord, same Spirit. He had to give them guidelines. He had to let them know. He had to tell him, hey, hey, speaking in tongues, you got to make sure that you're doing that in a way that, that people are edified now. But what did he say to them when they were having sex outside of marriage and doing things they ought not to be doing? He said, don't you know 
that your body is the temple. Didn't say was the temple, said is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Did you, did you, did you not know that? What is Paul saying? He's not, he didn't go over them, them talking about, well, you're going to go to hell. Now, that kind of lifestyle will lead to that. But what did he do to, to tell them, to get them out of the mud, to clean them off? What did he tell them? Don't you realize who you are? You need to know who you are in Christ. It's when you have a revelation of who you are, it'll change what you do. But if you're trying to do, I'm going to, this is bad English. If you're trying to do, to be who you are, you know, you see what I'm saying? It doesn't work that way. You can't do to be who you are. You are, and out of that place, you do. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And when you have a revelation of that, you'll do righteousness. You'll seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. All right. Law came by Moses, grace and truth through Jesus. There's there's grace, there's um, ability. God will make you sufficient as a minister of the new covenant, not as a minister of the old covenant, not of the letter, he says, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Ooh, man, I tell you what, man, this is good stuff already. I like it myself, man. Mm. Luke 5, Luke chapter 5. Oh, this is one of my favorites. Luke chapter 5. Verse 36 through 39, law came by Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus. We see it with Moses. The first miracle that happens is what he, we see with Moses, some of the miracles that, that happened in his ministry uh, that has to do, actually the Bible goes on to call it the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of death. What we see in his uh, ministry is the fact that, that he turns water into what? Blood. What's the first miracle that Jesus does? He turns the water into wine. Oh, my God. Ooh. He turned the water into wine. And then he went on to say this later on in his ministry. Luke chapter 5, 36 through 39. Oh, that's smooth already. I ain't even ready yet. That was smooth. Anyway, then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spoiled. And the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he'll say, the old is better. Luke is the only place that adds that last part there, and I think it's so profound. Luke is a, is a documentary. When you read Luke, you should think of a docu a documentary series, man. This is this is the last dance. This is you know the day whatever documentary that you that you really like, man. I, I like sports, and so the Michael Jordan documentary called The Last Dance is one of my favorites. This is like Luke is is sitting down with people and and hearing them recant uh, recount, excuse me, the stories uh, of Jesus and what Jesus has said in his earthly ministry, and so he's getting the information, and so he adds this detail. He he found someone one that remembered this detail and he wrote it down and it's the only place that we have it where he talks about the wine skins he adds this part and no one having drunk old wine 
immediately desires new, for he says the old is better. This is why, this is one of the reasons that they didn't like Jesus, because he was offering them new wine. He said, come unto me. If you're thirsty, come and drink, and then out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. He's, he's telling us, and by the way, the living, well, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. See there, I, I exercise some restraint. Because see, if I would have gone there, ladies and gentlemen, that was a rabbit trail. We just avoided a rabbit trail, man. I was going to swerve off, but I stayed on the main highway, man. Praise God. Listen to me, man. We, we, what we've got to realize is Jesus has done a work. Oh, man, and it's a complete work. It's a finished work. And I tell you, you and I have access to God. That's that's everything. He the, the main thing was was for us to have reconciliation with God. It, the main thing is not you living in a mansion. I do believe that God wants to increase us and bless us and 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 things that come to, into our lives. And I believe there are ways that we can flow with him where that's concerned. We got to remember it and keep the main thing the main thing. We have peace with God through what Jesus has done. Through the blood of Jesus. See, this is when you have a revelation of that, you'll live, watch this, content. You'll be content. It won't matter what state you're in. You'll be content. Now, there's things you can do when you're a base that'll lead you to abounding. But when you have a revelation that I have peace with God, when that becomes more real to you than anything else, man, I tell you what, I'm looking at somebody who has great gain because godliness with contentment is the great game. Oh man, I tell you, we shucking the corn as it were. Okay, Second Kings. We're gonna go to the Old Testament. Second Kings, chapter seventeen and verse three. Uh, Shalmazar, I think is his name. I don't know, man. These Old Testament days, man. King of Assyria came up against him, and Hosiah, I think that's his name. I don't know, bro. Look it up, man. Go go on the, the thing and, and put the pronunciation up, man. And, and uh, Hosea became his vassal. Became his vassal. Became his what? Became his vassal and paid him tribute money. In 2 Kings 24, verse 1, in his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up and King Joachim became his vassal. For three years, then he turned and rebelled against him. What in the world does this have to do with with, with the new wine, the old wine skins? What, what, what are you talking about, Elijah? Well, let me break it down for you. Point number one, old covenant. Point number one is old covenant. But before we dive into that, let's talk about this term, the term vassal. There are two basic types of covenant that exist, covenants that existed in the uh, Near East, the, the, uh, there was the uh, parity treaty. That's a, a covenant between equal parties. And then the suzerain vassal treaty. That was between a greater and lesser party. In the, su- in the suzerain vassal treaties, the greater party, the suzerain, provided benefits such as military p- protection and land grants to the lesser party. That's the vassal. So, Jacoacum. Uh, what is who is that man? I tell you that not that not even in the Bible. Uh, king, um, the king of Israel, when Nebuchadnezzar came about, he became Nebuchadnezzar's vas- vassal. He was the the lesser. 
right? So if you if you come in and you get a kingdom, you can take over that kingdom. But I mean, you're why take over that kingdom when you can lord over the kingdom? You know, it, it's 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 less messy that way. Why kill everyone when they can just be placed under your yoke? And they can be uh, servient to you. They can be submissive to you, under you, all that stuff. Why Why take it over when you can just do it that way? And so that's what we see here with these two kings in 2 Kings chapter 17 and verse 3 and 2 Kings chapter 24 and verse 1. Uh, the, the the children of Israel became lesser to Nebuchadnezzar in, first, in 2 Kings chapter 24. They became the vassal. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar would be the Cicero, the, the, the greater one. The greater party. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? Well, point number one, Old Covenant. The Old Covenant is basically, well, it is a Ciceran vassal treaty. It's a treaty that says, if you'll do this, I'll do that. Uh, Exodus 19.5, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant. Then you shall be a special treasure to me above all the people, for all the earth is mine. He said, if you, then you'll be. You'll be a special people to me, but he said you're a special treasure, but you're only a special treasure when you do everything. Oh, my God. Well, I tell you what, here we go. Well, Exodus 23, 22, he says this, but if you, Indeed, obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. You know, it's that term, right? If you want to, you know, if, if you're going to come against my family, you're coming against all of us, right? You're coming against me. It's that same type of thing. It's, it's, it's covenant is what it is. Uh, but it's a covenant in the old covenant. I believe that this covenant would be this Ciceran vassal treaty. That we see that happen oftentimes uh, in years gone by, decades gone by, right? Some centuries gone by. And what 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 do we? What's the point of this? Why bring this up? The the lesser, and the greater. Uh, we see that God said that if you do this, I'll do that. If you do this, I'll do that. This is the old covenant now. And some people don't like this. They they don't like this type of thing because Elijah, you still you know you still got to do well, well. Hang on, stay with me now. Stay in the buggy. All right. In, in Deuteronomy twenty eight fifteen, this is the NSV. It says, "But if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all His commandments and His statutes that I command you this day, then all these curses shall come upon you and overtake you." In this Ciceran uh, uh, vassal treaty, uh, they would pronounce a curse on the one who would go against that treaty. Uh, you would be put to death and they would pronounce a curse over you. Ladies and gentlemen, if we miss it in one area of the law, James reveals in the New Testament that if we miss in one, that we're guilty of all. That's how God looks at it. There's no degree of sin. There, there, there is degrees of punishment, though. I believe that that is appropriate. But, but sin is still sin. The punishment for said sin can vary. 
the punishment can vary because Jesus said uh, about a country that didn't receive him and receive his word, it'll be more tolerable, less punishment will happen to Sodom and Gomorrah than what will happen to you. What does this let us know? Here's what we got to remember about this. When you're dealing with judgment, people, uh, God pronouncing judgment, executing justice, you got to remember this. God is justice. He is just. He is fair. He's so fair. And so here's what this is what you got to remember. He's saying it's going to be more tolerable. He the, there there are degrees of punishment here that he deals with. Now what does that look like? That is above my pay grade. You see, here's the wonderful thing about God. I don't have to figure him out to worship him. I don't have to know everything about him to love him. But I tell you what from what I do know about him, oh, I'm madly in love with him. He's so good. He's so gracious. Watch this, though. He's so fair. He's fair. If anybody, let me just say this for the record. If anyone was sent to hell, anybody that's been sent to hell, anybody that will be sent to hell, watch this now. It will be fair. It'll be fair. There, you, there is no one that'll have that, that, that would go to hell. There's no one that has gone to hell unfairly. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody, no, nobody, no one is fair. There are guidelines that he set up that he put in place. It's fair. Oh, come on now. See, people don't like that kind of talk. Well, why are you talking about people going to hell? Well, God, God pronounces sentence. It's just like a, a court of law. He pronounces sentence. But notice this in the natural court of law which the natural points us back to the spiritual and in every arena you want to look at with the natural though, not you don't get the same amount of time in the same place. There are those who have who temporarily in, you know, they plead temporary insanity, right? So they get sent to the mental institution. There are those who they could blatantly, they're competent. They're able to stay in trial. They did something uh, just hideous, something so vile, something so wrong, and they're sentenced to life in prison, right? But there are two people that could have done the exact same crime, but one did it out of insanity, and so therefore the sentence looks a little different than the one who was competent, the one who understood exactly what they were doing. And how did I get off into all of that? But anyway, all that being said, we in the, that natural thing, the spiritual. Oh, man, it's so real. What I'm saying is anyone that gets sentenced to any degree of punishment, it is fair. It is just. You, you can't, there won't be anybody that will go up to him and it not be fair. I don't know why. That's just on my heart strong to, to make sure that that's clear. It will be fair. For those who, who, who are assigned to, to heaven, those who received Jesus. And what, what Paul said, Paul said, I didn't say it. Paul said it by the unction of the Holy Spirit. Those who could keep the law and be a law unto themselves, that the conscience will either accuse or excuse. That's what that's what Paul said. I, listen, I know some preachers don't like to talk about that because they, they, they want it to be cut and dry. What I'm saying is, it's going to be fair. Your own conscience would take the witness stand. Now, this is for those who didn't, you know, 
receive. That's why receiving Jesus is so this new covenant. Oh, I tell you what, we're going to get to the point number two here. We're going to segue right, right into it. This new covenant is so important because what does Jesus' blood do for you and I? One of the one of the many things that his blood does for us, it cleanses and purges our conscience Ooh, from dead work so that we can serve a living God. Why do I bring that up? Because what will happen on that day for those who didn't hear, for those who maybe didn't even know about God, but their conscience takes the witness stand and it'll either accuse or excuse them. It's up to what, what they did. What they uh, habitually did, the crime will fit the time. You understand? But it's going to be fair. It's going to be fair. There is nobody that can say to God, you're unfair. You're unjust. It will be fair. And I believe that level of fairness, when we get to the other side, will even shock us how fair he is. But I'm telling you, for those who receive point number two, the new covenant. Let's talk about that. Now, see, with the old covenant, what do we see? I believe the old covenant is this um, Ciceron vassal treaty. It is this thing where the greater comes in and, and dominates over the lesser and says, hey, if you do this, then I will do this for you. But if you do not do this, you in a heap of trouble. I'm going to give you the backhand, man. Pimp slapping out here, man. That's the second podcast in a row that I mentioned it. Pimp slapping. Golly. But see, that's what it was in the old covenant. Because man couldn't keep the law. So therefore, the curse uh, was, was running rampant. The curse, the curse, the curse. Man trying to uh, please God, trying to appease God, trying to bring peace with God by their own efforts. No, it's when Jesus arrived that the angel said, peace on earth and goodwill toward man. Jesus is our peace. He's the one that brings about peace and he'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him because you trust in him. Perfect peace lies is there it's it's there it's waiting for you and i to focus on him to keep him at the forefront of our mind our expectation should be of the lord not of people if you make your expectation about people you'll get disappointed left and right people change people say they like you in one moment then they don't people change you can't put your you can't put your affection in in your, you can't put all your eggs in that basket let me say it like that right our trust and our love is fully supposed to be on him. And from that place of our love for him, we love others. But I think sometimes we put our eggs in the proverbial basket of someone or something even, a career, right? What we do for a job, what we do uh, to, to, to make bank, what we do to secure the bag. And we put our, our, our trust in all of that. And then when that fades away, the mass depression comes in when it's time to quote unquote retire then people get depressed they're not doing anything anymore why is that you put all your eggs in the wrong basket man i tell you i'm going all over the place but i'm hoping that it's making sense we're, we're not under the old covenant point number two we're under the new covenant Exodus 19, oh, excuse me, we just, we read that already. Josh, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, that's where I want you to be. Jeremiah 31, 31. He's prophesying here about this new covenant. 
Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. He's talking about Moses. He's talking about them. It's not according to that. My covenant, which they broke. So time out. Though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. So time out. Wait a minute. Watch it. Watch this. So what's the, what was wrong with this old covenant? What's wrong with the old covenant? What's wrong with the law is not the law. It's you and I. And the generations before us. We're flesh. You, you can't fulfill a spiritual thing in the flesh. That's why you had to be to a certain level of purity. You had to make sure your clothes were immaculate. You had to, I'm talking about rules and regulations, bub. I mean, everything down to the what you wore, everything, the, the minute detail, you had to be spotless. And man just can't keep that. Man can't do that. That's what the law was meant to do was bring us to the end of ourselves to realize that, man, I tell you what, we need God. We need a Savior. We need Jesus. But he says, not according to that old covenant. Nah, man, get that out of here. Get that trash out of here. Not that old stuff, man. My covenant, which they broke, though I was a husband to them. It's not according to that one. Let's go to Hebrews 8 and, and see this uh, pop up again. Hebrews chapter 8, my favorite book of the Bible, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8, uh, 6 through 9 says this. But now, talking about Jesus, he has obtained a more excellent ministry. In so much as he is also the mediator of a better covenant, which is established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then there would be no place sought for the second. If the first one was fault faultless, nothing wrong with it whatsoever, we would have kept that one. But, be, but, woo, watch this though. Ah, oh, man. Because finding fault, watch this, with them. Like I said earlier, the fault with this first covenant ain't got nothing to do with God. Ain't got nothing to do with the law. It's got something to do with us. That's where the fault was. Finding fault with them, he says, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day where I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt because they did not continue in my covenant and I discarded them says the Lord. It's going to be a new covenant. It's not going to be based on the old stuff. I'm doing a new thing. The prophet Isaiah uh, revealed that God was going to do a new thing. New thing, new, new. Old covenant, new covenant. Uh, you got old wine and new wine. Right? You, don't, you don't want to mix the two. You don't want to mix the two. God made covenant with Abraham in Genesis 17, 1 through 4, it says, When Abraham was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, I am Almighty God. Watch this. Walk before me and be blameless. The, re the only way that you and I can be blameless is by walking before the Lord. See, I think people oftentimes, they, they read that as saying, like, you've got to be blameless in order to walk before me. That's not what God said. What did God say first? He first said, you walk before me, and what will happen as a result? You'll be blameless. Come on. You know that was good. Come on. See, you, you walk before him, and then you'll be blameless. But we got people trying to be blameless and walk before him. It don't work that way. You're putting the cart before the horse. You got to make sure that everything's lined up correctly. You walk before him, and then you'll be blameless. 
And he says, and I'll make a covenant between me and you, and I'll multiply you greatly. Then Moses, excuse Moses, Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as, as for me, as far as I'm concerned, my covenant is with you and you shall be the father of many nations. Uh, ethnic, ethnic groups is what he's talking about. Different backgrounds, tribes, creeds, tongues, different, different ones. Uh, those who believe are the children of Abraham. Those who put their faith in Christ, they're the children of Abraham. Praise God. But I want to go back to Genesis 15 where we see this covenant, a covenant is made between God and Abram. And I want you to notice something. It came to pass in, in Genesis 15, 17, when the sun went down and it was dark, that behold, there stood a, a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. God said to Abram, I want you to make a covenant. I want you to have, uh, I believe it was uh, the dove there and and I believe some the bull. I, I should have had it here in my notes here. But anyway, he cut covenant and he he did the, the things that he was told to do. And, and so the deep sleep fell on Abram. And while Abram's sleeping, watch what happens. There appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. And on the same day, watch this, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying to your descendants, I've given this land from the river to, of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. What are we seeing here? God made a covenant with Abraham, but Abram didn't walk between the pieces. Ooh, who walked between the pieces? It was the smoking oven and the burning torch. It was a smoking oven is a representative. It's a representative of God. Who's the, who's the torture representative? Well, who is the light of the world? Jesus. Woo. What am I saying? This new covenant that you and I are under is not a covenant based upon our works. This new covenant is a covenant based upon the finished work of Jesus. This isn't a Cicerin vassal treaty. This covenant that we have with God is a parody treaty. Now, what was a parity treaty? That's a covenant between two equals. That's a covenant between equal parties. Oh, man. Whew. Hebrews 6, 13 says this. When God made a promise to Abram, because he could swear by, watch this, no one greater. That's what the... Cicerone vassal treaty is right. It's the lesser and the greater. He couldn't since he couldn't swear by no one greater. What did he do? He swore by himself, and he goes on to say that I'm going to bless you. I'm going to multiply you. He swore by himself. What is this revealing to us? Well, Genesis three and verse nine in the New Living Translation says, "All who put their faith in Christ, they share the same blessing that Abraham received because." of his faith. How did Abraham get in on this covenant that was made between the, the smoking oven and the burning torch? The Bible says that Abraham, watch this, believed God. And it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a covenant that's been made. And it's a new covenant. And it's, it's not a, it's not a, a Cicerone treaty. It's not, it's not a Cicerone vassal treaty. It's, it's not that. Now, don't get me wrong. God obviously is greater than we are. That's not what I'm saying, right? We're not the equal parties. What got to do with that? The covenant is between God and Jesus. And when we believe it, we get in on it. That's what I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying. Don't mix the old and the new. He said in, in Luke 
538. Put the new the new wine must be put into new wine skins and both are preserved. Here's what I'm saying. We've got to make sure that this new wine is preserved in the new wine skin. What is this new wine skin, ladies and gentlemen? The wine has to do with the the grace of God, the grace that God has provided for us in Christ. What is the wine skin that 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 is in that is in? It's the gospel. It's the gospel of grace is what Paul refers to it as. It's the gospel of grace. But if you mix the law, <laughs> the old in with this, man, I tell you what, it's going to bust. It won't hold. But when you and I have a revelation of what Jesus has done, this will ende- this will enable us to walk before the Lord and be blameless. We're not, I'm not giving you a license to sin. You were sinning without the license, man. You've been doing that so well, man. You pro at it, man. You don't need me to give you one. Come on now. You a pro. You already got it. You got it down pat. But I tell you, that was some of you, but you've been changed. You've been uh, born again. You've been brought to a place of knowing who you are in Christ. And when you know who you are in Christ, it will affect every area of your life. The old covenant was based on our works. I believe that that was a Cicerone vassal treaty. The new covenant is based solely upon Jesus's finished work. This is a parity treaty, a covenant between equal parties. Ephesians 4, 32, I'm gonna leave you with this. It says, be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Watch this, even as God, here it is, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. I'm not going to cry, but I'm telling you, man, here, here's the thing. Here's the beautiful thing. This covenant ain't between. The covenant ain't between you and God. The covenant is between God and Jesus. They have passed through the, the, the pieces. They have passed, you know, oh, golly, he did it when he went on the cross. They, walk, they, they, they passed through this together. Why? You notice when, when Jesus said, in this covenant that you made, that you walk, you had to start together. Watch this, though. You start together walking this path, but you had to make a circle. What does that mean? There had to be a place where you turned your back to one another. There had to be a circle made. What did Jesus say on the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why? Because he was passing through the pieces. And as he was passing through those pieces on the cross, there was a moment where God's back was turned to him. But the beautiful thing about this covenant is that it's in a circle. That's why the ring that a man and a woman have is a circle. It's not, not, what does that let us know? That no matter where life takes us, we'll always meet right back here in the middle. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what Jesus did. God turned his back on Jesus for a, for a, for a little bit. He forsook him, couldn't look on him because he was, he was made sin with our sin so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a new covenant. Don't mix the old in it with it. Keep it, preserve it in the new wine skin. Preserve it in the gospel of grace. That's how you preserve this wine. You preserve it in the gospel of grace, and that's how faith comes. And that's how you're able to access this grace is through faith. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying is simply this. This is a new covenant. The old covenant was based on our works. That's a Cicero and Vassal Treaty. 
but the new covenant is based solely upon the finished works of Christ. This is a parody treaty. Father God, thank you so much for what you've done for us in Jesus. Reconciling this world unto yourself. Father, we couldn't do it in and of ourselves. Hell, there was no way we could do it, but you brought Jesus. We're so thankful for Jesus. Thank you for this word. I pray that people got something good from your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, guys, thanks so much for listening and being a part of the podcast today. Uh, you know the drill. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already, man. My name's Elijah Merle. I love you so much. Don't ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.